you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. I'm your host, Peanut Tillman, my co-host, the male Barbara Walters, Roman Harper. You like that one? I do. The 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 black male. The black male Barbara Walters. <laughs> your, your, your interviewing skills are they're impeccable. And I just I like what you're doing and I hey man, it's good. You got the gray going on. You got yeah, Barbara Walters, male version, male black version. I love it. Thank you. Uh, it's been <laughs> it's been an honor. And then look, every intro is a little bit different. We all know that. And uh, first and foremost, let's get out here and thank all the fans and everybody for tuning in as always. Uh, make sure you continue to follow us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you hit the like button. Give us a review. And make sure you always hit that click and follow button. And anywhere you listen to your, your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast, you can find us on the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. Peanut, let's dive in. Tell them who we got today. So we have a former NFL legend, Mr. Delaney Walker. Welcome to the show, boss. Oh, thanks for having me. Y'all the legends. I'm trying to get like y'all, so thanks for having me. No, man, it's, it's, when you make it when you make it to the league, you know, look, I got the legend, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you got it. Yeah. Uh, but the way it was explained to me, you know, talking to, shout out Tracy um, Perlman, Anyone that made it to the league, you, you are a legend. You know, they got the Legends Lounge, whether you played one year, whether you played 10 years. Hall of Fame, no Pro Bowls, all pro, no all. Like, it's, we all legends in our, in our, in, in, in their eyes. And, and I, I legit try to call everybody a legend. So I'm, you, you made it, brother, whether you thought you had a good career, not, not so well. Like, you, you made something with, what is it, the top point, point zero one percent I don't know. I mean, I play strong safety, so I had to cover this guy a lot. So I know Delaney Walker really well because of how fast he was. This man's speed was impeccable. As for all tight ends, he's one of the fastest ones in the league for many, many years. Yeah. Probably still faster than 80% of them now. And so that was always the biggest threat with him. I would allow Delaney to catch an out route or anything all day long because the only thing you didn't want to do was be right beside him. Yeah, because then he's leaving you. So that was what you were always known for. What was speed, your, what always was your 40, your thing. What was your 40 time? 4-4. Uh, Four or four. So <laughs> I, I read, uh, yeah. was it high school? I don't know if it was high school or college. You won the 100 meter, right? Yes. So, and what, do you didn't know that. Yeah. What, what was that time? 10-2. Uh, 10-2, 10-3. Yeah. How heavy were you running a 10-2? I was 210. I was 210 pounds for like, it's my sophomore year all the way up to my senior year. So it wasn't fair to play football, but two, I was 210. Everyone else was smaller than me and I, and I took it every time. So talk, can we, I want you to give us a little bit of, cause I know you, I watched your whole career. I watched you win San Francisco where you started out your career. You're mostly special teams guy. Then you started getting some more catches and really standing out. But it was mostly you had Vernon Davis in front of you. Indeed. So that's why you didn't get all the reps that you really were able to shine when you moved on to Tennessee. But I want to specifically talk about your time in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. You were at that game in 2011 in the playoffs mm -hmm. when the New Orleans Saints traveled to San Francisco. 
We lost the game. Let's just get it out the way. But what I want to talk about, uh, we, we had a whole bunch of turnovers. It was bad. They had it was great. Whatever. Right? Y'all, y'all got scared. I want to talk about that environment. That was the best yes. environment I'd ever been a part of. And they literally had uh, what was his name? Uh, the future. The future was playing Tony Montana every time they scored, and it was a lot of touchdowns that game. Yeah. And so t- t- please take me into that. Tell me about so it. How did who set that up? Jim Harbaugh. So like when Jim Harbaugh came in, we would play music. I know everyone played music at practice, but we, we he heard that Tony Montana. He was like, <laughs> "What song is that?" We like that's Tony Montana. He like I like that because when that came up, we Tony all Tony Montana. Tony it, Montana. It was crazy. And then I, I, he came into the special teams room one day. And was like, "Y'all want to play that for kickoff and see how it goes with the crowd?" We like. Let's do it. And then they start playing with, and we be dancing. And then they kick off. Dancing, just going nuts, pointing at the other team like, yeah. It's all very true. Like, I'm getting chills now. I want to go hit something. Yeah. I'm getting chills yeah. now. Oh, I'm going to go hit something. Crowd going nuts. That kickoff going, we go smack something. They still playing Tony Martin. Yeah. Everyone getting hyped on the sideline. And it was just the atmosphere that they brought. The crowd brung, it hyped us up. Cause every time they heard that song, they would stand up, start yeah. screaming. We all pointing at them. We all, we not even in the right places. And Cause he used, to <laughs> he used to be like, just, just run everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We'll mix it up. So it was just, it was intense. They just gave us so much freedom. And I think that's what the crowd felt that energy of that freedom. But it was Jim Marble. He brought that to the team. The, so they didn't just play this over the loudspeakers in this playoff game, Peanut. Future was on top of the San Francisco dugout because it was yeah. playing a candlestick. candlestick yeah. Yeah. So it was like he was on top of the, the dugout. Yeah. And like I'm literally like watching this day as they kick the ball up. I'm like, hold up. Is this future like really there? And they start playing it. Yeah. Bro, the crowd wow, was man. going bananas. Nuts. Oh my and god. And then we almost go down there, we, we we almost go down there and score. We get a fumble. San Francisco comes right back down and scores. Next, you know, it's right back again. And yeah. this Tony Montana, I mean, I was really low key jamming the whole yeah. game. It was that <laughs> lit, bro. It was it was on fire. That was literally one of the best experiences. What were y'all doing? I lost. What were y'all doing? So, what were y'all doing? On, it was only on special teams. Only on kickoff. <laughs> only on kickoff. Only on so kickoff. So, what were y'all doing on the Saints? Were y'all just was y'all intimidated? Was y'all scared? Well, no, no, we weren't scared. It was definitely, but it was it was a different environment. So early on, we were kind of taken back by. Yeah. But then once we started scoring a little bit too, and it started going back and forth. At this point, everybody's like just yeah. yeah. Like, it was, it was, we watched the other team. They yeah. like, like, oh yeah, they getting high too. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Is, you know, and, and the best part was uh the fullback Dixon. The yeah. Back oh, oh yeah, AD. Yeah. Oh my God. He was always run and he ran his mouth more than anybody. 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 I'm yeah. like. At one point in time, I was out there where I'm like, bro, you only on special teams talking like this right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I get it. It was a great game. Uh, I just, that was one of the biggest moments. Uh, and I shared that with you. Yeah. And I wanted to share that with everybody else because that was a, a great environment. Every, but you know, you're not the first person that told me, everyone be like, yo, you thrown back. When y'all first come out, and we always kick off first, because we want to let you know what it's about to be. We yeah, play Tony Chicago. Montana, yeah. and we about to dance, and the whole crowd, everybody be like, yo, we wanted to do that. We used to get back home like, dog, that was amazing. They talked like they kickoff team was insane. Yeah. Just hearing the music, Tony Montana, but when they brought them out for y'all, 
And then they was like, we actually had Tony Ma, uh, French, uh, a future. And then everybody was like, what? I was even Oh, y'all like, didn't know? No. <laughs> we didn't know. No. It was a shock. No, we didn't even know. I'm like, no, that ain't future. That's and then the boom. Yeah. It was like, oh, we about to beat them. That's just no doubt. I'm yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, now I know why we I'm lost. Getting, I'm getting chills. Yeah. I know why we lost. The fact that it was a surprise for you guys and not knowing. It was uh, disappointing. It was the playoffs. We lost. The only thing that was good that came out of that was my oldest daughter was born literally in the second quarter. I did not know that. So it was it was sad. You stayed. You didn't leave. No, I I mean, it was a it was, it was a down to the bottom. We went we the last touchdown to Vernon Davis. Oh, I remember, like, no time yeah. I just figured you would for the for the dog. I mean, it's all good, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you, got, you got more. You got more. I had a couple more, dog. It's all good. <laughs> Next question. Next question. All right, so newly retired uh, two what two years ago? Three years. Three Excuse years ago. Me. Three years ago. You still lately, you still look like you in, in, in football shape. Uh, we got our second career. We are in our second half right now. It was rumored. We you know, can't confirm it, but you in the driver, right? You, you, you'd like the black... Uh, 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 Fast and Furious, what's his name? Uh, Vin, Di- Vin Diesel? Yeah, he like a black Vin Diesel. Yeah. So, I, tell me about the whole... Uh, oh, you could be like Tyrese. They, his name is Roman, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Black Vin Diesel sound better. <laughs> I agree with that, actually. actually I agree. <laughs> Swole, Swole, you still yeah, beat it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. So, what kind of driving are you doing right now? I drag race. You drag race. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. tell t- how... Did you even get into drag racing? Well, like we said earlier, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, then I moved to Pomona, and Pomona has the Los Angeles County Fair, one of the biggest fairs mm-hmm. that's out there. But we also have the Pomona Speedway, mm-hmm. and that's one of the biggest drag tracks you can go to. So growing up in, in that area, we used to go down to the fair, and I used to see these drag racers racing car. I'm like, right. oh, I want to try, I want to see that. So I had a couple of friends that who does it too. And we'll go to these uh, races and watch these guys race. But then in my neighborhood, cats had the 5.0s, the Camaros yeah, right. yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. So I grew up seeing fast cars. Um, and I used to, you know, dibble and dabble, going up, racing okay. cars and yeah, doing donuts good. and yeah. stuff. You ain't gonna get in strong. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I did no donuts. Went, I used to do crazy stuff when I was a kid, but you know, football was my passion. So I, I took that serious and obviously it got to me, got me where I'm at. And that's how I'm able to buy these cars to race because it, mm-hmm. it costs a lot of money to drag race. And uh, I did, it just took over me. Once I retired, I'm what? like, I'm into so it. So are you doing stock cars? I do racing? pro stock. Oh, pro stock, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So what's it, been like one of the- Explain that, stuff? explain the difference between stock and pro stock. So pro stock is more, um, I use a, a, a stock engine pretty yeah. much, but it's got some pro mods on there. Mm-hmm. So I've got a 341 with a 200 shot of NAS. That's the engine, right? That's the engine. Yep. 341 yep. is the engine. And then the NAS is the button, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So 200 Tell shot, and uh, I can race pretty much any kind of car that's like uh, a normal car that got a, a racing setup. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much So what body car. is your car? I got a 1969 Dodge Dart. Uh, that's a great car. Yeah, that's fully dragged out, but the one I race a lot is a Trackhawk. It's a 2018 Trackhawk, yeah. a Jeep. Trackhawk, yeah, thousand horsepower. I was gonna say seven hundred, but you okay? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I put a Magnuson blower on there, uh, twenty five fifty. It's tuned on E eighty five fuel ejectors, uh, man, headers, two inch pipes. I mean, when you you know it, when I started, it's like. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> 
guys be like, yo, that's a Jeep. I'm like, yeah, I know. But that it's all wheel drive. I love driving that. Uh, but the drag cars, but when I really get into bracket racing, so there's two types of racing. Uh, with the Jeep, I can just race you. Like if you at the track, we can race for a thousand dollars. Let's go. Um, the, the 1960 to 69 dart is more of a bracket race. So I had to have the same time constantly to win. Right. And it's consistent. And what's that time? My time is a 5.4. So it's a 5.41. So, so five how, seconds how, how far is the eighth. distance? It's an eighth, an eighth of a mile. Eighth so. of a mile. All right. Yeah. So so what initially attracted you to the drag racing? Is it the sound? Because if you've never been to a drag strip, so it is. It, like, and that is... Man, it is it is a sexiness to it. It is something that like gets you because you don't get that feeling anywhere else. Yeah, no, you there, there's no other sound like it. There's no other feeling like it. And I've been in there, down there, and they're like, "Oh, you might want these uh, earplugs." Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Nah, I'm, I'm, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm straight." Yeah, that no. one time, I'm like, "I need those earplugs." Yeah, it'll blow your ear out because the pipes is coming out the side. So yeah. all you getting is I, every. I know I'm just sitting there like, "There they go," because you got to get your burnout. You do your burnout. Yeah, slide out, and that's what we all want to see. I think it's. Just just the the feeling of you know competing man i, I don't know i, I okay. like everything about i like the smell of gas like yeah and my garage smell like a hundred because i got all racing fuel when you go in there it's like if something happened i'm blowing the whole, uh, the <laughs> yeah. whole neighborhood up because i got my neighbor's house on fire he had gasoline in it yes yeah, i had engine engine fuel in it yeah so the whole house was oh that, that's why i always <laughs> tell people man i gotta be careful in my garage because i got tires stacked up to the ceiling i got because i gotta change tires all the time and yeah then i got uh, tanks of gas. I pump my own gas so into my cars. Um, I think it's just the smell of the gas, the atmosphere, and then the, the the variety of people. You know what I mean? It's so many different kinds of people, and they don't care of your color or anything. They yeah. just care about this racing. And yeah. I think I, I just like that because it reminds me of football mm -hmm. when I'm with all my brothers and I'm playing because we all different. We all come from different backgrounds, yeah. but we play this game because we love it. And it's the same way when I drag race. So. I think that's what that just drawn me in. Stay tuned in. We'll be right back after a quick break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So I know you're one of the first former players to ever drive. Tell me about like one of your worst crashes, because I assume you have crashed. Ooh, the, the, it was just this just happened like three months ago. I crashed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saved it from hitting the other person and <laughs> It, it looked it really bad, but uh, it, it ain't as bad as it was. But yeah. I, you know, I just I crashed and like I said, but I got all the equipment on, so it didn't yeah. really it didn't affect me. The car was messed up, yeah. and that's kind of where it goes because I don't have a sponsor. So whenever I crash or yeah, something breaks, I gotta fix it. Yeah. So that's the only hard part with with, with crashing. But you don't want to crash. But I always tell people it's two types of drivers. Ones that crash and ones that are gonna crash is just that's just yeah, part, it's part of it. Yeah. It's the same thing with riding motorcycles. Yeah, same with riding motorcycles. I'm pushing this car to the, the top of his level within seconds. You know what I mean? So you don't always hook, and that's what we tell people. Don't always hook. And what I mean by hook, when the car just like drops down and it just goes. takes off. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you'll get that 
And if, if you don't know how to correct it, that's when shit happens. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. So the last track, I broke my axle. Right off the jump, I got off on him. I can, I always peek to see where, where he at. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, just to see. And when I got, I'm like, oh, I'm ahead of him. And I was, I, cause I kind of ease on it, then I get on it. So once I got on it, I felt the car jump, jerk back, and then it turned towards the wall. So I hooked it. And when they, so I was so far in front of him, I'm like, damn, I'm about to hit him. And then that's when you can see me stumping the brakes. It's a video out of me. Like I stumped the brakes, cause you never step on the brakes. So if you step on the brakes, it's like driving in the snow. You're gonna just, you're right, sky it out. So I stump them just enough, I miss them. Then I come back this way, cause I was about to crash into the wall. So I get up on the wall and then I start coming back towards my lane. And I turn back and I smack my back end and then the whole car shut off. And all you see is the car rolling down the track. But I, cause I was trying to start it, but it went into limp mode for some reason. I'm like, damn, this shit embarrassing. This is a thousand people out here. And I just crashed. And then you, you see all the people on the fire, people on the truck coming down, like trying to make sure I'm good. I get out like, I'm great. They like, you sure? I'm like, I'm good. They like, we gotta get the car off the, off the track. Can it drive? I'm like, looked at the wheel, the wheels bent out, like uh -huh. all the way out. I'm like, well, yeah, we can drive it. So I drive it on the, we drive it out. I put it to the side, everyone coming, cause they know who I am. They're like, that's the lane walker. Everyone like, man, we got it on film. We got it on film. We, that was the craziest thing we ever saw. You saved it. You almost hit old buddy. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm calm. They like, why are you so calm? Like you just, I'm like, man, shit, I don't know. <laughs> like, this is normal for me. Like playing in the NFL, I, sometimes it helps when we do things like that, cause we calm in certain situations, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's all it was. I was just being calm and got it told. People like, you gonna follow on your insurance? I'm like, bro, I can't file this on my insurance. Like, <laughs> they gonna see that I crashed at a drag track and try to sue me for fraud. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that had happened. But I, I am the one of the only dudes that race that's uh, that play football or, or athlete, so. Uh, and now that you're there, do you do you still get the same respect, or are you no. in a place where where are you trying to get to? What is your goal? I want to get. I want. I, I hopefully I can try to go pro and get some sponsors. And uh, so you want the stickers on your car? I want all that. How many, I want how the, many, I, is that a big deal? It's like it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm being, I'm being paid to do it instead of paying out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. So how many? How many? I guess how many wins do you have to get to actually try to get sponsored? You gotta get points. So okay. you, you gotta build up points and- uh, Explain the I'm point, always, explain the point system. It's okay. just like, so every bracket race you win, they give you a certain point system. It depends on what, what circuit you in and then they, they build up them points through the year. And then at that end of the year, that championship happens and then you race. But all these guys that's there, they seeing you race, they seeing your team, mm -hmm. they gonna buy into it. But it's like a point system where you have, they, I can't explain how to get that point system right. up there because I'm barely getting into it. I'm like a rookie to these guys. Like yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm following these other man as sponge, like show me how to do it. Show me, they like, you need to bracket, bracket race more, bracket race more. Because at first I didn't like bracket racing because you have to be so consistent. And at that time, I, I didn't have the right kind of car. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this is this ain't for me. So I, I just rather race cats. But then they like, if you really want to go pro, you need to get your bracket racing on. So then that's when I went and got the 1969 Dodge Dart and started building it because 
everything is consistent. I know I'm running an eighth. It's built to run an eighth. Nothing else. I yeah. won't be able to go past that an eighth. It's gonna shut down. So, and you got a baby alternator. So every time I pull my car out, I gotta charge it because it, it won't start if you don't. So we gotta charge our car every time we, yeah. we get done racing. And uh, I'm, I'm, I got a few bracket race wins, but at the most of the time, I, I race people just for hard cash. You, you talked about your team. Who's all is your team? Because you got to have a crew. You, you can't. I, you, I don't think you're under the hood. No, I no, mean no, like no, that. No, so I would love to know. All right, you have a team, and how did you find this team? And I mean, are these your guys? Like mechanic friends? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just yeah. them working on my other cars. And just building close relationships with them, and I'm, I and they always be like, man, you should, you know, you got all these fast cars. Why you ain't doing? I'm like, when I'm done playing football, yeah, trust me, it's going down. So uh, Karma and Nashville, they they work on all my cars. They my mechanics, and then most of my boys is just my my tire guys. Like yeah. they wipe my tires, they get me set up. You know, they give me my helmet because the car is hot in the car. Like, yeah. It's all metal, no air conditioning. It's just all engine. So they pretty much do everything for me until I lead up to the race. Like so, pull me in. So how long have you been collecting cars? You said all my cars. Um, <laughs> like are, are these like street legal cars or yeah, just, street legal? So most of them street legal. All of them, a couple of them are old school. So I got seven old schools, and then the rest is just trucks and and newer cars. What's your favorite car? My favorite car right like now. Favorite, favorite, favorite old school. Cause I'm. Oh, my favorite old school that I don't own is a Lincoln Continental. Okay. Peanuts shut, got shut, one. Shut your mouth. You got one. Shut, shut your mouth. Yes. Yes. I got a 1966. Ooh. Black on black. It is. I just wrote it. Just wrote it. Oh, favorite car. Clean. Favorite car, but they want so much because they most of the time they already done up. Every time I come across them, they be like. Man, I'm like, I know the history, but what you trying to sell it for? Yeah. Like, Come on, I know the history. We'll, we'll talk offline. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, there's a there's a guy that I follow uh, on Instagram, and they got some they got some pretty good. Uh, I can I, I can vouch for them. Okay, they're real good people. All he does is Lincoln Continental. So that's the only he goes from like 61 to 69. He that's all he that's does. That's the best years though. The 60s is the best year. That's all he Suicide does. Suicide doors. Literally. Yeah. So he knows everyone in the game. I can I when we get off the the, the pod, I'll I'll get you his page. You can hit him up. Yeah, Most they and, and see my favorite car is a muscle car. Okay. So I'm a muscle car guy and I like my favorite ones is uh, like a 70 Camaro. Mm -hmm. I like the 68 Mustang Fastback. Yep. I mean, the like the Fastback is like. You gotta get the Fastback. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you didn't get the Fastback, you just played yourself. You did. <laughs> if you don't have the Fastback, then what are you really doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, and I, so those are my two favorites. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not a big Corvette guy, um, but I do love the 70 Camaro. Yeah. And I love the 68 Fastback. Those are like. I mean, if you go Eleanor, so you. Got, I mean, right. <laughs> You can't even get those, bro. I know. <laughs> Everyone doing replicas now. Everyone's doing a replica. Uh, Taylor Wine actually have a replica of that car. Oh, nice. Yeah. Of the uh, Eleanor. Eleanor, yo. So we're doing a like a transition to another star. We're, we're trying to do a new segment, right? Now, did you know Rome before today? I was just playing against just him. Just playing against him. Perfect. <laughs> when you saw this beautiful young man right here, 
How old did you think he was? He had that gray hair for a very, very long time. <laughs> I just watched it. I used to look at him on, on the scouting report. And I'm like, dude, how old is this man? He was <laughs> <laughs> like, I know he played for a while, but he didn't have gray hair yes. forever. Yes. I, I've seen him playing and watching him. And just I always had to be like, OK, he's probably going to be guarding me. Let me see. I'm like, yeah, I can should beat this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly why they're gonna do this segment because they literally like I have had gray hair my whole life. Yeah, I had my whole life, so it, it's not shocking. But it is funny though. It's like man, I should beat this guy. I mean, he got to be every 35. 38. Damn near everybody we talked to looking around was like, damn, I thought he was like an old school vet. Yeah, I thought he had been in the game for like 10, 12 years. Yeah, like that's nah, it's just you too, bro. Oh, yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like, they go, how old is he? But then I'm like. Every time, every time I say it, I'm like, he always had gray hair. I wonder if that's just his genetics. Like, he's yeah. <laughs> like, you know genetically, genetically just gray. Just I, I'm legit. Called. One day, we, Charity, yo, Charity, we gonna raise a whole lot of money. I'm, I've been trying to get him to dye his hair black. We we got the pot up to like five G's. He never, you never dyed your hair. No. I'm, never. I'm trying no. to. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. You look Beijing. though. He looks so different. Beijing. So different. Because I only seen you like this. So it's like, <laughs> you, I probably wouldn't even recognize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Halloween. We going to do it. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. It is a, a thanks for the story. Halloween. We the, get in. I, thanks for the story. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is cool to see. So outside of racing, what consumes your day? And where's your passion out, outside of racing? Uh, right now, I work for the legend community. Um, and so like he, everything he was saying is true. We tell everyone uh, who played in the NFL, if you made it, you are a legend because it's not easy to get to this, uh, mm -hmm. this level. Uh, but my passion right now is just my kids, my family. You know, I played football for 15 years and I missed a lot of birthdays. I missed yeah. a lot of parties. I missed a lot of family growing up. So uh, I spent a lot of time with the family um, and just trying to, you know, do things that I didn't get to do. My yeah. birthday was always is in August, so I never celebrated my yeah. birthday. Uh, so I take trips every year I, on my birthday. I try to wake up in a different place. So, yeah. uh, just stuff like that. Just trying to clear my mind. I know I've only been out three years, but I know I'm going to get back into football. So I'm trying to do things that I can be free because yeah. if I get back into coaching, I know my time. You know it's so gone. It's gone. It's gone. So I just try it, to it's, uh, it's funny how everybody, they, they, they're so used to that schedule, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not even like just a day-to-day -day schedule, but we know since like for me, it was from fourth grade to I was 34, almost 35 years old. When that calendar gets close to, you know, when I get to March, April, May, January, like all of a sudden you start getting back around. The closer you get to October, August, you got to be ready to play ball. I got to right? be ready. Like this is like what I've done for all these years. And now for the first time, you're like, I don't have that. Yes. And it's probably a little shocking at first. How's that transition dealing with that? Maybe that first year, that second year. Now you're saying by your third year, my goal is to wake up in a different place every year of my birthday. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was tough the first year. You know, people bring up articles of me talking about I'm coming back, I'll be back next year. I'm gonna be the stronger and better. And second year, I'm like, dang, nobody wanted me. Huh? Like, so did you go out? So you were, as Mike Gold like to say, I was 
retired by the, the NFL. NFL. Yeah, I was retired by the NFL. And I actually said that in an interview. Somebody brought that up. Like, you said that. You said, you not trying to retire, but the NFL may retire me. And that's what kind of happened. You know, I fell into that box where I worked out with the with the 49ers and they was like, you just don't look like you healthy. Like your ankles still look like it hurts. You limping. I'm like, well, I did this dislocated. Yeah, you know, but. From a doctor, bro, that hurts. Yeah, oh, that hurts. Like, you thought, like, man, I was kind of like moving right there, yeah, and then, like, no, you looked like you was limping. <laughs> like, you oh, okay? Like, uh, yeah, I finished the workout, but I, I, okay. And uh, they said, you, you may want to think, because I also. I, I race boats, but don't race boats. Like, I don't race, like, like to beat people. We do poker runs. So, he, John literally was like, oh yeah, I see you on a boat on Instagram. Like, What is a poker run in boats? Oh, poker run is like, so it's like a gang of guys that have the, these, um, you know, like them cocaine boats that- Yeah, 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 yeah. Long ones. yeah, so yeah. I have, fast ones. I have yeah, a 50 yeah. foot outer limits with a twin 1300. So the boat, 1350s, the boat do 160 miles per hour on the water. Oh, is need for speed. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I tell cats, I said, I play well, a dangerous sport and I'm now doing all this dangerous, <laughs> other dangerous stuff. But uh, I was doing that. He literally was like, oh yeah, we saw your Instagram and just it looked like you really not focused on football. And I'm like, I'm driving the boat over the lake. I, I can't. I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's just something you may want to think if this is what you want to do because we think you're a great player, but you really got to be all in. And I, I went home and I thought about that, and I'm like, damn, that's true. You know what I mean? Because I done found other hobbies. Yeah. And uh, it's not football ain't the first thing anymore. So mm -hmm. uh, I started sitting down, and I was like, it's probably it. This is this is probably not gonna happen. And then when the third year, I was just like, I'm, this is it. Like, I'm not going back. I'm not talking football. This ain't going to happen. Yeah. Let's start taking trips. And then that's what happened. So it's cool when you can kind of, you know, make that transition and uh, kind of get that release mm -hmm. and, and you, you find a, a love for other things. Um, one of the things we like to ask a lot of the guests on the show is uh, Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. If you had four people, to uh, pick from on your Mount Rushmore, who would those people be? You know, that have influenced you? That have influenced you yeah. some, somewhere in your life? have to be sports. Uh, I would have to say, most definitely my mother. Um, I grew up in a single um, household and she she worked two jobs to make sure we had the Nikes, the Jordans, the clothes, so we didn't you know have to fight at school for yeah. people bagging on us. And she did it all by herself. And, mm -hmm. I, and I always just tell people, my mom still works to this day. And she she always been a fighter, and I think that's what I got from her. Um, the second person is probably going to be my uncle, Big Ant. Well, Anthony, but we call him Big Ant. Um, I only play football because of him. Mm -hmm. He was he was outstanding. Um, coaches wanted them all. They used to come to the house and talk to him, show his highlight, and I just be sitting there like. I'm gonna be better than my uncle, man. He used to be, he, but he didn't, he failed. You know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do and he ended up going to prison. And I remember when he got out and I was playing very well, and he was like, don't ever do what I did. Yeah. Said, Cause you got it, the yeah. talent is in you. He said, but don't follow my footsteps. I wanna see you be great. And he still tell people that today, I mean, he's like, when I told you that I seen the sparkle in your eye. Yeah. And I was like, I, no, I felt every bit of that. Because mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be in his footsteps, but I didn't want to go that route. Yeah, right, right. I wanted to go the other route. That's and huge. I, yeah, and I chose that. And so my uncle, and then I'm gonna have to say one of my coach, Darren H, he was my receiver coach in college. 
And uh, at that point, we're, we're at Central Missouri State. Yeah. I went to a small school. I, you know, I got into a few trouble. I well, I, did, well, I didn't recognize the coach's name. Yeah. That's why I asked. So, yeah, he was a small-time uh, coach uh, for D, uh, D2 football. Um, and I remember going there, and I, I just didn't like the other coaches. So I wouldn't go to none of the workouts. No, I just was like, man, they would, I'm better than everybody here. I shouldn't be in D2 football. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's that mentality that I kind of had coming from California going to Missouri. And I just remember he come knock on the door. And I didn't know who he was because they just hired him. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm like, man, who is this dude knocking on the door? I was like, what you doing? He like, hey, I'm your new coach. I'm like, no, you know, I'm my coach White. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garner was my receiver coach. Yeah. Like, no, they fired him and hired me. I said, okay. He said, why you not at workout? No one told me we had a workout. He was like, no one told you we, we had a workout. I said, no, sir. He said, well, let's go. I said, right now? He said, yeah, let's go. So he took me up to the facility, started working out. He was, but he talked to me like a, a real dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like behind closed door, like. Yeah. And I felt that, like. Put you like, on game. He he's like, you can go to the NFL. You gonna let these? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell you you can't make it. Don't let nobody ever stop you from being who you can be. And he's like, just talk to me. If you can't talk to him, you talk to me. It's amazing yeah. how. The, the hardest coaches or sometimes the most disciplined coaches yeah. or people in your life are the ones that you love the most. Yeah. It's not the ones that give you stuff. It's the yeah. ones that like are like hard on you yeah. and like really like. They hold you accountable. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that like, man, you look back like, man, it really affected me and changed my life. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, no, no. And it's funny because now he works at TSU and um, now I'm about to be going up to TSU just sitting up there chilling with him because. He, he did a lot. He even helped me pick my agent, just all type of stuff. And I always thank this man for that because I, I picked a great agent with his help. And he he, he, he moved me. He be, he made me become a better player because yeah. I was a selfish player at, yeah. at one point. And he was like, you can't do this all by yourself neither. So mm -hmm. you got to be friends with these cats on the team because they, they don't like you because they think you you think you better than them. I'm like, well, I am. But he's like, yeah, <laughs> don't tell them that, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just go out there and ball out and lift them up. So I did that. And then my last, the last guy will be Jim Harbaugh. And I say Jim Harbaugh because when I was in San Francisco, I only played special teams, right, until Jim Harbaugh got there. When Jim Harbaugh got there, he said, I don't know why you're not on this offense. I said, I don't know. They, they just won't, they won't put me on the offense. He said, that's going to change. That man, I played, I came out in the Forge magazine and they said I played 17 different positions that year Jim Hobart came. And I, that's what got me that contract in, in Tennessee. So, and I still talk to Jim Hobart today and all of that because I tell him, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be in a situation yeah, I'm right. in today. Because you need that coach. Yeah. Every coach don't like you. And then when you do get a coach that like you and get that opportunity, because I feel like sometimes you have great players on the team, but they never get that opportunity. Right. Until they go to that team where that coach sees it. Jim Harbaugh seen it in me, gave me the opportunity, and I took advantage of it. Everything, every time I had an opportunity, I took advantage of it. And uh, and that goes back to my mom, because every opportunity she had, she took advantage of it. She worked her butt off and, and you know, she, she did it all by herself, so. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, that was great, man. I, I mean, it's it's really here. It's really good when you hear great stories about the people that poured into you. Yeah. yeah. And now that you continue to pull it, you know, push it forward and pour it into yeah, others. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you just poured out some really good stuff for our fans and our listeners right there too. 
And so my last question for you is, um, my name is Delaney Walker, and my life right now is? <sighs> my life is great right now, to be honest with you. Um, I get to work with guys like y'all and the Legends community. I get to drive cars, I get to raise boats. Um, I saved a lot of money, so I live comfortably, yeah. take care of my family. I really can't complain, you know, I, I wake up every day. I tell people the best thing is I wake up every day mm -hmm. and I'm blessed because some people don't. Mm -hmm. um, I get up and I get to tell my mom I love her. I get to kiss my kids. I get to see the world. I breathe. Yeah. So uh, I would say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm blessed and I'm great. You know what I'm saying? That's good, man. Appreciate That's what's that. Up. That's what's up. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, another episode, NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. I'm Peanut, Roman, our guy Delaney. Appreciate y'all. And hey, like I always say, man, remember to tune in. Give us a, always a rating, a review. Always hit that follow button on iHeart or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast at, man. We out of here, man. I appreciate it, man. It's been a great one. Radio Row, peace. Super Bowl 57, we out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.